Thanks for leading us today, Dave and team. Hey, it's great to see you all here today. Welcome to Easter Sunday. You know how I like to get close, but as a reminder, hey, I, I, I'm really glad to see you here today. My name is Tom. I'm one of the pastors here, and I look out and I recognize many of you. Some of you are family and friends who are down for the weekend and are celebrating with Easter meals and connections and Easter egg hunts and uh, all that. We're really thrilled you're here. Uh, some of you are here today because uh, one of your friends or your family members are being baptized, and you're here today to, to support them. Really glad, really glad that you're here. Some of you maybe uh, have been sort of connected to the Arson Covenant Church, and as we came through Easter week, you realized, oh, I really want to gather with those folks at the Erickson Covenant Church and see what's going down there. And uh, others of you maybe have just uh, stumbled in because you heard there was free cake afterwards. I'm not sure, but really glad you're here. All of you, really glad you're here. Now, I never do this to any strangers who come to church ever. So I just want everyone who's like a stranger here today to think, I, I would never do this to you. But there's two very special people in my life that are here today. Len and Beth, Connor, can you at least wave, Len and Beth? Those two people have been my second parents growing up and are like spiritual mother and father to me. And they surprised me by coming down today. Uh, and so thank you. I cannot tell you what I owe to them. And uh, remember I've told you in the past, anyone who know, knew me before I was 15 calls me Thomas. They call me Thomas. So yeah, they, you know they've known me for a long time. I'm really glad you guys are here today. Yeah. What a day, hey? We get to gather today, Easter morning, Sunday. You know, over 2,000 years, Christians have gathered to celebrate this day. And, and uh, well, I guess not over 2,000 years, for almost 2,000 years. People have gathered to celebrate this day. And now, throughout the world, different languages, different scenarios, different places, Christians gather to celebrate this Resurrection Sunday, the day where God was victorious over death in Jesus. What a time to come together and celebrate. You're joining in that celebration, not only worldwide, but down through history as the global multi-ethnic church continues to give praise and glory and just a way to go God for what you've done. You could literally, you know, this could be the new Easter thing. You could turn around, just give a high five to somebody and say, yeah, he's risen. High five. (laughs) Yep. You could do that. All this last week has been Passion Week. Of course, last Sunday we celebrated uh, the triumphal entry of Christ, Palm Sunday. Jesus coming into Jerusalem with the big crowds singing and waving palm branches and giving all this praise to Jesus. But as the week went on from there, things kind of went downhill, didn't they? Things got darker as we moved toward Thursday and that final meal. As Jesus was then betrayed by his own friends, denied by people who loved him. As he then was arrested was, was accused on trumped-up charges, was then led through a series of brutal beatings and floggings, and then eventually to the cross. And on that Good Friday, which we, we gathered here, some of us gathered here, and maybe you gathered where you were, maybe you were aware of it on Good Friday. On that Good Friday, Jesus hung on the cross, was crucified. Jesus, who had made blind eyes see, had a tough time seeing because of the blood that would have been pouring down his brow from that crown of thorns. Jesus, who had made lame legs walk, couldn't move his own legs because they were nailed to the cross. Jesus, who had given breath to dead people, could barely get a breath because of how he was stretched out on the cross. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus died. And not just sort of dead, not imaginary dead, not slightly alive, nothing like that going on. Really, truly dead. Jesus, this perfect human being, the perfect son of God, who had never done anything wrong, who had told no lie, who had spoke only the truth, who welcomed the sinner, who welcomed anyone who didn't hurt but always healed. This Jesus, who revealed the love of the Father in all that he did and all that he said, died this shameful, excruciating death and stone cold dead he was laid in a stone cold tomb and that was that everyone thought that was it because that's how things ended they'd seen it before that was friday and night came early the very earth shook the creator of the world had died and when saturday came and hope had been lost jesus 
was resting. Jesus, having completed what the Father had given him to do, having completed the work for us, Jesus slept on that final Sabbath day of the old order. All was finished. Everything was done. Well, not quite done, right? Because the next day was coming. And today, on Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, Jesus rose in power from that stone-cold tomb. He defeated death at its own game. He rendered sin forever toothless. Death destroyed, evil gone. With that tomb empty, empty, the the shock waves of that news just rippled out from there. I mean, you can hear it. You can hear it in the story. You can hear it vibrating through the air. Jesus is alive. He's not dead. He's not here. He's somewhere. We don't know where he is, but he's alive. Can you believe it? No, they couldn't believe it. They were shocked. They were stunned. Because no one was expecting this, right? No one was. It kind of makes me snicker, and then it makes me sad when people say that People were expecting Jesus to rise again from the dead. No one was expecting him to rise again from the dead. Nobody, not his own followers. No one thought, oh, sure, yeah, no problem. Death will just be defeated. Nobody thought that was going to happen. One way to put it was when Jesus finally did reveal himself after the resurrection, he wasn't showing himself to believers. There were no believers before he showed up. No one was expecting that to happen. No one was looking for victory in the place of death, but that's exactly where it came from. That, as we just sang, up from the grave he arose. With a mighty triumph for his foes, right? He arose a victor from the dark domain and he lives forever with his saints to reign. And today we celebrate that victory. Well, good news travels fast. It rippled out. It made waves. It changed lives, first among Jesus' own friends and followers and family. And then out from there. And it kept going to people who had actually never met Jesus in person. People who only heard about him through others, men and women and children, starting with Jewish folks around the area of Jerusalem and Galilee where Jesus had been, but then spreading very quickly to non-Jewish people, the Romans and Greeks and Africans, Europeans, Asians, eventually making its way all around the world. People hearing this wonderful news of Jesus and who he is, of his life, of what he said, of what he taught, of how he revealed the Father, of then the tragic news of his death, but then the glorious news of his resurrection and how that good news changes everything. And it was. It was changing them. It was changing lives, and it continues to do so because Jesus is alive. He's the king. He didn't stay dead. And we can know him, and we can follow him even today. Well, as that news took hold, as it began to actually change lives, as as people began to hear what God had done in Christ, Men and women and children from every walk of life, from every socioeconomic sphere, from different races and ethnicities, different languages, as they heard the news of what Jesus had done, they said, yes. Everything within them began to say, yes, this is what I've been looking for. Yes, this makes sense. Yes, I had never imagined that this could be true. Yes, yes, yes. And they began following him. And when they did that, When people came to believe that Jesus was the Son of God, that he had rose again from the dead, defeating death upon the cross, when people realized that and they began their journey of saying yes to what God had done for them, they, oddly enough, got baptized. Have you ever thought, why? Like, why did they do that? They were baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the opening lines of the, the kind of first post-resurrection story, there's a, it's a history of the early church, or at least some of the, of the early church. It's called the book of Acts, and it's the fifth story in the New Testament. Right in the early bits of that story, the disciple Peter, who had just, just totally like failed Jesus on the night Jesus was arrested. I don't know that guy. Please don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. I don't know him. Right? That guy? because he was afraid of being questioned by some random people around a fire? Well, once he had experienced the risen Christ, and once he had received the gift of the Holy Spirit, he then stood up and began to tell thousands of his counterparts, the same people that he would have been afraid of only weeks before, began to tell thousands of them the truth of who Jesus is, and what Jesus had done, and how he had died and risen again from the dead. And when people heard that story, when they heard what God had done in Christ when they realized that God did that to the guy that they had been, you know, in on his crucifixion in some way, they were at a loss as to what they should do. 
Their hearts were struck. They realized with horror they were in trouble. Let me read uh, just a brief part of that passage. Acts chapter 2. I'll just catch the last line of Peter's message, which is longer, and then into their response. So Peter concludes by saying, let all Israel, all the people that were gathered there today, let all Israel be sure to this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. And he was telling them about his resurrection. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, Repent. It means turn around. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Remember, this is a gift that Peter had just received himself like an hour before. You will receive the gift too. The promise is for you and, and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. And on that day, about 3,000 people responded. They said yes to what God had done in Christ. They responded in faith and they were baptized. When people realized what Jesus had done, we realized who Jesus was when they repented. They were baptized into Christ for the forgiveness of their sins, and the Spirit came on them. God came to live inside them and began this work of transformation in them, of making them new creations so that they could live in him. This is, this is wild and crazy stuff. This changes everything. But I want to come back to that same question I already asked. When people came to know Jesus, came to trust him, came to believe that what God had done in Christ actually means something for me and changes my whole life, when they repented of their sins and turned around, why in the world did they immediately get wet? Why? Why did they do that? Because they did it from the start and they've done it ever since. So when people have come to understand what God has done in Christ, when they hear the message, the good news, they then are baptized as they come to follow Jesus. Well, across our morning services this morning, we're celebrating six baptisms. With one in the first service where Chuck Trescott was baptized. And now we have five more here in the second service. And in each of these baptisms, we're witnessing this essential response of saying yes to the good news of Jesus Christ. And today... On Easter, I want to take a few moments and just kind of be your tour guide, kind of explain a few things to you, a little definition perhaps around this watery celebration that we call baptism, this watery celebration of Jesus' love for us. And this message really is for everyone here today. First of all, it's for those of you who are being baptized, that we want to celebrate the work of God in your life. We are celebrating what God has done in you is something we, we believe in and we celebrate and we're on side with and we're excited about. And so we very simply, as, even as I share these four things, and these are things I've talked to the people we've been baptized about already, but I just want them to know that we're here today to celebrate God's work in, in you. We really celebrate. So that first part. Second, this message is really for all of you who are followers of Jesus who have already been baptized. It's a reminder for you of what your baptism means. This time in your life when you said yes to Jesus by being baptized. And you can recall that. Or perhaps your parents told you about it. But you can recall this past experience of baptism. And as we talk about it today, it helps remind you of your life in Christ and your commitment to him. It's kind of like when people who are married go to a wedding and they witness someone else uh, making their vows to one another. It can be a renewal of your own, your own uh, marriage vows as you watch that. You think, yeah, yeah, right, right. That's what marriage is all about. Well, the same can be true for baptism as well. Third, this message today it's also for followers of Jesus who've come to trust in Jesus and, and, and believe in Jesus and confess him as, as their Lord and, and, and follow him and trust him. But for whatever reason, I've never been baptized. This is your invitation. Can I be just straight up with you? I like to be straight up. The Bible doesn't actually have a category for people who've confessed Jesus as their Lord and Savior and believe in him and follow him and have the spirit living in them, and I know that's all true, but have new life in Christ. The Bible doesn't have a category for people who have all that but haven't been baptized. There's just no category for it. Why? Because baptism was intended to be something people said yes to early on in their 
faith in Jesus. And so if you've put it off and put it off, this is your invitation. Now, Terry Golder is so confident that some of you might want to do it. She tucked some extra towels in the prayer corner. Now, I don't have any extra change of clothes for you, but we'll let it go if you're dripping wet through our cake time. So if that's you today, you can be baptized today. And later on in the service, uh, when, when Dane is doing the, one of the baptisms, you come and find me. We, we'll do a little quick catch-up, and we'll decide that moment whether you're going to get wet today or you're going to get wet later, okay? But it's an important invitation. We are going to be doing baptisms at another point as well. So maybe this is your heads up. You need to pay attention to this time to get baptized. But that message also is for you. And, and then the fourth one, of course, I want to say this message is for those of you who would say, I'm not a follower of Jesus yet. And you know, if you've been around here any amount of time, how thrilled I am for those of you who are part of the Erickson Covenant Church who are just checking out faith and trying to figure out, like, I'm not sure about Jesus, but I'm, I feel like this is a community I can explore who Jesus is. And, and I want you guys to know how important that is. And so thrilled that you're here. And uh, also I'm thinking of those of you who maybe you're here to support a family member or a friend in their baptism. And you're saying, like, look, I'm not a follower of Jesus. Don't, don't be pushing me in that tank. You know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm here for the cake. I'm here for the celebration. So I, I just want to say this is a great opportunity for you just to learn, okay? Because you can kind of be part of this and, like, hear what baptism is all about and maybe have a, a more educated understanding of what's happening when these folks are being baptized, maybe when your own family or friend uh, are being baptized today. And so this is just an opportunity for you to learn, and I hope an important part of your, your spiritual journey as well. So what is baptism? In this most basic sense, baptism is yes. Can we say that together? Yes. I'll try one more time. Yes. Yeah. Baptism is a yes. First, I want to support it in kind of four different ways. First, baptism, in baptism, God says yes to us. That God looks at you and I and he says, yes, I want you. I love you. That God, remember the famous verse, John 3:16. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. I mean, that's what we're talking about at Easter. You could summarize that and say, God loved us so much, he said yes to us in Jesus. Yes. God is saying yes to us because he wants to, to be involved in our lives. He wants to pour his, his blessing into our lives. He wants to forgive us of our sin. He wants to include us in the family. He wants to adopt us in. God is looking around at you and I and saying, yes, 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 yes. That's God's stance, his posture, his desire for you and for me. He wants us in his family. And he wants his yes to spread to more people, so that more people can be included. Right at the end, just before Jesus ascended to his right, the right hand of his Father and the Spirit was poured out, right at the end of the first story in the Bible, the book of Matthew, Jesus gives what's called the Great Commission. And he says to his closest followers, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe, obey what I taught you. I'll be with you always. Jesus wanted his followers who had been included, who received God's yes, who'd been included in the family to now get in on the family business, which is all about including more people. I've seen it grow so that this global multi-ethnic family of God would become bigger and bigger so that more people experience what God has for them. In baptism, God says yes. Second, in baptism, we respond to God's yes by saying yes back to God. And we saw this on the opening day of the church when the Holy Spirit fell on this small band of disciples and then it resulted, it spread. It was like a a life-giving explosion that spread from person to person by this gift of the Holy Spirit as people were coming to trust in Jesus and were being baptized. They were all saying yes back to God. That's why one of the analogies that I use for um, baptism, as I'm talking with people who are being baptized, is the wedding analogy. I already alluded to it a little bit from a different angle. But in a wedding, what people do is they, they come together in a special ceremony that we all recognize what it is, and they're pledging their love to each other. They're, 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 they're making vows. They're making commitments. They're putting rings on. It's all a, a, a very public and, and very, very um, understood cultural event where we all celebrate 
this love. But none of us come to a wedding and think, those people just met each other five minutes ago. We hope not. And, and what, what, what it represents, of course, is that they've had a relationship. They've grown. They've met each other. There's a story there. They've come to know each other, trust each other. They've come to a place where there was a proposal, and there was, there was ideas, and there was an engagement, and, 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 and they began to put things in play. By the time they get to the front of the altar, they're, they're making formal and official what has already been true in their lives, right? And, and, and they're entering into this new relationship as they enter in this covenant before God and before us for family and friends. And, 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 and a baptism in many ways is like that wedding ceremony where we recognize, like, I love Jesus and I know he loves me and I, I want to be part of his family. I want, to be part, I want to be in on what God is doing. And I recognize that the way that, that we kind of perform that ceremony, as it were, and we enter into covenant that we get married is through baptism. And so baptism forms like a, like a wedding ceremony, a place where we swear our allegiance before witnesses and we all celebrate this covenant together. Romans 10 says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And what we're doing in baptism is we're declaring that publicly. In baptism, we say yes back to God. Third, through baptism, we say yes to Jesus' forgiveness, just as Jesus says yes to our repentance. Now, when I was talking with most, I think think all of them, I asked the baptismal candidates this question. I said, what do people normally do when they get into a tank filled with water? Say it out loud. Yeah, they have a bath, right? Well, there's the hot tub option. But most of you, it's a bath. You get in there to clean up. You get in there to wash off, right? And that's why baptism with water has always been a symbol of washing, of God's presence in our life, of, of what Jesus has done. And as we've turned to him and we've allowed and received his forgiveness, that, that what Jesus has done is he's washed away our sins. He's washed us clean. He's entered into our lives and we're receiving his forgiveness. And, and, and there's this new creation life that has begun. So we stand pure and spotless and, and holy in the work of Christ. It's recognizing as we come to baptism, as we say yes to the forgiveness of Jesus, as Jesus says yes to our repentance we're, repentance, we're just saying, look, I need a Savior. I need forgiveness. I need Jesus to heal me and to wash me clean. I, I'm not coming into this because I think I got it all together now. In fact, it's the exact opposite. I know I don't have it all together. In fact, I am desperately in need of God to come into my life. I accept Jesus' forgiveness. I believe he died to save me. And in baptism, we say yes to that forgiveness. And Jesus, he says yes for repentance, but more specifically, he says yes by pouring into our lives the gift of his Holy Spirit so that we can live with power, with freedom, with grace, with this new creation life in us. Jesus, yes to us, transforms us from the inside out. Fourth, through baptism, we say yes to the death and resurrection of Jesus for us, just as he was saying yes to us as he died and rose again. In a very real sense, baptism brings together both Good Friday and Easter Sunday. It symbolizes the, the burial as we go down into the water, the burial of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus as we come up out of the water. One of the baptismal passages I had all the candidates read and study was from Romans chapter 6, where baptism is pictured as our way of participating in the death and resurrection of Christ. Listen to this from verses 3 and 4. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. In baptism, we are saying yes to the death and resurrection of Jesus for us. Just as he was saying yes to you and yes to me when he died and rose again. Today, uh, six people, one has already been baptized, Chuck, five more, Marin, Berwin, Hunter, Tanya, and Victoria, are receiving God's wonderful yes as they echo back a grateful yes and are baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because you see, in Easter, at Easter, God did the impossible in Christ. 
He defeated sin. He defeated death. He restored creation. He destroyed evil. But then our great father goes even further than that. He takes the impossible that Jesus did, that he did in Christ. He takes the impossible and he applies it directly to your life and mine. He takes it and he applies it to you and me so that his victory is now our victory. His death, our death. His burial, our burial. His resurrection, our eternal life. Through Jesus Christ and what he has done, Good Friday, Easter, the coming of the Holy Spirit, we recognize that the old is gone and the new has come. Today, six people are being baptized. One already has, as I already said, and five more to come. We put together a baptismal video so that you can witness together uh, what is played in the early service, now plays in the late. Uh, Thanks to my son, Micah, for doing the editing for this. I'd like to encourage you just to watch this baptismal video and hear the testimony of the work of God in their lives. I'm being baptized today because uh, one of the things is I want to join the church and baptism is a requirement and I am a follower of Jesus. I want to thank uh, Tom and uh, Dana really for uh, helping me find Jesus and also those people who do the singing before the uh, sermons. Uh, They have really got me thinking about Jesus, and I want to thank them very much. There's one thing I want everybody to know is that I came back to this church a year or two ago, and at that point in time, I was a sinner. And since then, I have accepted Christ into my life. I'm getting baptized today because I've always been a Christian, and I always will be, and I see baptism as a type of commitment to being a Christian, and um, because it's long since time that I got baptized. Uh, I just want to thank my family for helping me grow spiritually, as well as several people in the congregation, such as Elle and Annalise Stewart, uh, Eleanor Tomkey, and Patty Shermer, who helped me grow as a Christian when I was a child going through children's ministry. As I get baptized today, I just want you to know that this is something that I've been wrestling with for years because I've always felt that I had to have everything together before I did. And I've finally gotten over that barrier and just committing myself as a Christian, even though I still have so many things to figure out. I am being baptized today because I want to share my love and faith with others. I want to thank Dinah for helping me follow Jesus. I met Dinah two years ago at Crow's Nest Lake Bible Camp, and she taught me how to really fit Jesus into my life. I'm so grateful for Dinah. As I get baptized today, I want you to know that I am a follower of Jesus and that I want Jesus to take control of my life and lead me every step of the way. I'm being baptized today because over my past, I thought I've had faith, but unfortunately, there was times in my life that I had more or less wandered away. And I'm very fortunate to be able to come back and renew my faith, which I fervently expect. Baptism will get me more and stronger in my faith to follow Jesus. I want to thank my wife, Rhonda, and my late grandmother and my aunts and uncles that have nurtured me on the way to find Jesus. I am being baptized today because I believe in Jesus and I want to follow him for the rest of my life. When it comes to following Jesus, I especially want to thank my mom and my dad and my sister for helping me through some hard times in my life. I also want to thank Matt and Tom for being in my life and being a good counsel and lending me a helping hand. I especially want to thank my best friend Ethan for being such a good companion and friend and understanding me through some hard times. As you see me being baptized today, I want you to know that even though I have struggles, I am ready to follow our Lord Jesus Christ, and I am excited. 
I am being baptized because I am ready to give my whole life to Jesus. I want to thank everybody I have met here, um, especially Brooke for inviting me, and to Rhonda, Dana, and Stephanie um, for being such encouraging and amazing friends. As you see me baptized today, I want you to know that I am honored to be part of such an amazing church community. My name is Tanya Simons, and I am a follower of Jesus. My name is Hunter Reichman, and I am a follower of Jesus. My name is Marin Weems, and I am a follower of Jesus. I'm Victoria Jimby, and I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm Chuck Trescott, and I'm a follower of Jesus. My name is Merwin Joseph Bassoni, and I am a follower of Jesus. Well, that's awesome. I'm going to invite Victoria to come up first. Victoria, wherever you are. Marin, you'll come next, and then Hunter, and then Berwin, okay? So just giving you a little heads up. Victoria, I'm so happy that you've decided to be baptized. I just wanted to share with you before we go into baptism um, of how encouraged I have been to see the work of God in your life over the last number of years as I've come to know you. And it's it's clear to me that God has gifted you, called you, um, anointed you for ministry, that your heart for him and for others is something that uh, God has planted in you. And I want to encourage you, even challenge you, as you step into baptism and through baptism uh, into what God has for you, to really embrace the call of Jesus on your life, the call of Jesus to use your gifts in ways that really show others his love, and in the name of Jesus, making his love known to many people. So I challenge you and encourage you in that. I'm going to have you step into the water and then Keep standing, and then I'll ask you a couple questions. So, Victoria, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God? I do. And do you confess him as your Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? I do. Do you accept the forgiveness of Jesus? Do you ask Jesus to pour his Holy Spirit into your life so that you can live the life he has called you to live? I do. Go ahead and have a seat. You might want to sit right down, actually. <laughs> and does Victoria have a towel close by? I'm going to grab it. She's going to need it. <laughs> All right. Somebody get it because she's going to need it. It's my privilege as your brother in Christ to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, burying you in the likeness of his death and raising you to walk a new life in him. Uh, if there's friends or family or people that are close to Victoria would like to come up and surround her, we're going to pray for her right down here. All the rest of you can join us from where you are at. So come on over here, Victoria. Would you rise as we pray for Victoria? Father, we are so thankful for your work in Victoria's life, for how you have called her as a little girl to follow you. And how all these years she has grown up knowing your love for her, your desire for her. And I pray uh, that as she continues her walk with you, that it would deepen in her understanding of who you are and your call upon her life. Thank you for her courage to, to, to make this step of baptism, knowing that maybe it has been a while. But her step of obedience of saying yes to you is powerful, a powerful testimony of your work in her. Thank you, Jesus, for loving her. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for her, for rising again for her, for giving her the gift of your Holy Spirit. And we ask now, in your name, that you would fill Victoria with your Holy Spirit, that you would anoint her and fill her, that you would send her from this day into all that you have for her. We pray your blessing upon her in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we stand with her as her church, as her brothers and sisters in Christ. In your name we pray. Amen.
okay, Marin. Yep, bring your towel. Well, Marin, I'm so happy that you're being baptized today. I'm so glad you guys moved here from Cold Lake. Yeah. So glad that you're part of our family. I really am. I want you to know that. And I, I want to tell you, it has been such a delight to see you growing and uh, the, the few conversations that you and I have had to hear about how God has shaped you already as a young woman with a heart for others, with a heart to see others come to know Jesus, with a heart for children. I mean, you, you and I have talked um, at length about the sense in you of, of how God has already called you to make a difference in the lives of children. And some of our families have already been, uh, you know, benef- beneficiaries of your gifting, right? Amen? And, and, and so to see that call in your life and to see you understanding that in terms of Jesus' call on your whole life as you think of your future has just been beautiful. And I want to encourage you that. So my, my challenge to you as you're baptized today and as, as you continue to grow up in Christ and grow up as a young woman is that you continue to just let Jesus, as you said in the video, lead and shape your life. There'll be challenges, of course. We're here for you. Your family's here for you. And we just would love to see you continue to grow in your knowledge of who Jesus is and, and his desire for you. That come what may, he is with you and in you. He is going to shape you and mold you as you continue to follow him. Okay. Go ahead and step into the water and then I'll ask you the same three questions. Marin, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God? Do you confess Jesus as your Lord and do you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? And do you accept the forgiveness of Jesus, asking him to give you the gift of his Holy Spirit so that you can live the new life he has called you to live? Awesome. Have a seat. (laughs) Can you see her? It is my privilege as your brother in Christ to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, burying you in the likeness of his death and raising you to walk a new life in him. Go ahead and plug your nose. Come right down here and any family and friends that want to gather around Marin. Charlie, you're going to come up, right, and pray for Marin? No, maybe if dad comes. Come on up. We're going to lay hands on her, and I'd ask that as they do that, the congregation, please stand as we pray for Marin. Father, we celebrate your love for us. We celebrate today your love for Marin, how you've, you've shaped her and called her, how you have poured your love into her life and have made yourself known to her, for her desire to, to learn more about who you are and to follow you all the days of her life. We, we thank you and praise you for your work in her life. I do thank you for bringing the Weens family to us here in Creston, for the blessing they are to our community and the blessing that Marin is to us and to many others. I pray that you would continue to empower her as a witness at swim club, at high school, uh, in, in the many relationships that she has, that she would continue to be your daughter, your called and sent one. Lord Jesus, I pray today that if she has received you and wants to follow you, that you would fill her with the gift of your Holy Spirit. Fill her right up. Anoint her for the ministry you've called her to. Anoint her to be your daughter, your witness, your powerhouse wherever she goes. We pray your blessing, blessing of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in her life. We give you praise and glory. We stand with her in this journey you've called her into. In your name we pray. Amen. And Hunter, come on up. Hunter, I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad for the work of God in your life. Over the years, as we've gotten to know each other, as we've had lots of deep, sometimes difficult conversations about the presence of God in our lives, even the presence of God in the midst of struggles, I've seen you wrestle with that 
authentically with a deep desire to know God and to follow Jesus. And I just want to tell you how much of an encouragement you've been to me personally and uh, just to just to thank God for the work, uh, his work in, in your life. And I want to challenge you as you go forward today that uh, this important step you're taking to say yes to Jesus, to, to receive God's yes, and through baptism to, to really declare yourself fully and publicly a follower of Jesus. I want you to know that God honors that. And in the days ahead, be the difficult days or good days to know that God is always with you. In fact, he's always in you. And I believe, as I was praying for you this week, that God wants you to know today that he has an incredible purpose for your life on earth. That through you, through you, he will change the lives of many other people. I want you to know that. We love you, and we stand with you, and we're thankful that you're part of our lives. I say that as a family, but also as a church family as well. So go ahead and step into the water. Hunter, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God? And do you confess Jesus as your Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? Do you accept the forgiveness of Jesus, asking the Father to give you the gift of his Holy Spirit so that you can live the new life that he has for you? Go ahead and have a seat. Do your knees bend that way? Just, just checking. There we go. Hunter, it's my privilege as your brother in Christ to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, burying you in the likeness of his death and raising you to walk a new life in him. Can I have a towel, Hannah? And all those who would like to stand and pray with Hunter, please come and gather here. (laughs) And as we all gather around him, would the rest of you please stand as we pray for Hunter. Father, we are thankful for your work in Hunter's life, for the gift that you've given us in Hunter. And Lord Jesus, we just... We, uh, we thank you for your work on the cross and your work in resurrection applied to Hunter's life. We ask that you would fill him now with your Holy Spirit, that you would anoint him powerfully as a child of yours to bear witness to your goodness and your life and your freedom, to bear witness to your power to move, that you would mark the path before him and that he would know that you are always with him in him, moving him, calling him. We stand with him as his, brothers, as his brothers and sisters in you. We believe in your work in his life. Therefore, we believe in him. And we ask that your blessing, the blessing of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit would rest upon him as he walks after you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now Berwin. Yep, that's right. Come on up. I was saying the first. I was saying to some between services that there were certain members I had to remind them to take their hearing aids out, <laughs> and other members I had to remind them to take their iPhones out. <laughs> Berwin. I am so thrilled with the work of God in your life. So glad that God brought you to our fellowship. And how here, can I say it, Berwin, in the later years of your life, is it okay for me to say that? In the later years of your life, you've discovered new life in Christ and how you've just grown and you've been reading the scripture and coming to know all of who God is. And we celebrate that. We celebrate that with you. We're so thankful for you. And as you go forward from today, I just want to tell you, similar to what I told Chuck in the first service, that we need you as one of our elders to continue 
to, to pray for and serve the younger generation, to see them continue to grow up in helping others find and follow Jesus, which is what we're all about. And I just want to encourage you as you serve the way you serve because you're such a servant, as you speak of God's love for us, that, that you would continue to be that powerful witness through your actions and through your words of what God wants to see come in others' lives. So come on in. Ruben, I just want to ask you three questions and then we'll uh, baptize you. All right. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God? I do. And do you confess Jesus as your Lord? And do you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? Yes. Do you accept Jesus' forgiveness and ask the Father to give you the gift of his Holy Spirit so that you can live the new life that God has called you to live? Let's have a seat. Sit right down. Here's a towel nearby. Yeah. Oh, we don't go down yet. Merwin, <laughs> 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 it's my privilege as your brother in Christ to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, burying you in the likeness of his death, and raising you to walk a new life in him. Go ahead and plug your nose. Oh man, there we go. Big towel. There, come on out. Go ahead. Whoops. Those who would like to stand and pray and lay hands on Berwin, please come to the front as we pray for him. Maybe step forward a little more, Berwin. <laughs> And with, and with the rest of you, please rise as we pray. Father, we are thankful for your work in Berwyn's life. At 85 years old, to commit his life to follow you is a beautiful testimony of your grace, of your goodness. We thank you for Berwyn. We thank you for his servant's heart. We thank you for the gift he is to our community. And we ask today that you would fill him with the joy that comes from you. You would fill him with your Holy Spirit. You would anoint him his words, his actions, his mind, his heart, his body. You would anoint him in the power of your spirit to be a witness of yours, a son of yours, a minister of yours, everywhere he goes, whatever he does. We pray the blessing of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit upon him as his community, as his church. We stand with him. We are thankful to you for him, for your work, Jesus, your death and resurrection for him applied to his life. We celebrate you. We celebrate him. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. There you go, Berwin. to do a little mic switch. Tanya, you want to come up here? Woohoo. Hi. <laughs> um, you are one of the very first people that I really got to know here, and uh, it has been such a delight to walk with you over the last 18 months. And every time I see you, every time I see you, you're smiling. And I, you know, Tanya, you are a generous person, and you serve, and you love people. <laughs> you enjoy people, and especially children. I love watching you play with children. And I, I think that God has gifted you to bring joy and happiness and laughter to other people. I'm so glad to see that growing in you. And you learn. <laughs> like, I... I don't know if you all know this, 
but Tanya comes to everything. And, and, and it has been such a delight for the last year to be with you in Bible studies. I know you've also been in Alpha. You are absorbing the word of God and the truth about Jesus. And I can see that making a difference in you, helping, like, helping you get secure and stable and know who you are and know that you're loved. And I love watching that. <laughs> so as we are baptizing you today, Tanya, I want to give you a charge like Tom has done for everybody else. I want to charge you to keep opening your heart up. Keep opening yourself up to other people. Keep offering yourself Keep trusting them. Keep offering them the good that's in you. And to let God lead you into all of his fullness, all of his maturity, so that you can live the life he wants you to live. All right. Want to get in the water? <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> nice job. I'm going to ask you some questions. Tanya, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God? And do you confess that Jesus is your Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? Good. (laughs) (laughs) And do you receive his forgiveness and ask the Father to fill you with his Holy Spirit so that you can live a new life in him? Yes. All right. And you can have a seat in the water. So exciting. Amazing. Okay, and then Tanya, it is my deep privilege as your sister in Christ to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, burying you in the likeness of his death and raising you to new life in him. That was great. Good job. Okay, here comes Rhonda. (laughs) Okay, and if the family and friends of Tanya want to come down to the front, we're going to pray for her. (laughs) Would you rise and stand in the congregation so that we can pray for Tanya? Father, we bless you for your servant Tanya and for all of the ways that she has followed you and loved you and come to be more and more like your son. And today, as she is taking this step in her faith, we ask you to pour your Holy Spirit out over her. We pray that you would fill her from her toes up to her head, that you would give her every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, everything that she needs for this new life that you have for her. We pray that she would have your eyes to see and your ears to hear and your heart for the people around her. Would you empower her? Would you lead her and guide her? And would you make her a light to the people around her? We pray that many people would come to know you because of Tanya's love and example in their lives. And so we bless her today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I'd just like to congratulate all those that have just come into the family of God. I think that's just an awesome privilege. Pretty exciting thing. I just want to let you know that you have a good, good father. And he loves you more than you'd ever know. So you just rise with us, please, and you'll sing what a beautiful name it is.
You were the word at the beginning, one with God, the Lord Most High. Your hidden glory in creation, now revealed in you are Christ. What a beautiful name it is, what a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. You didn't want heaven without us. So, Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. What could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. Death could not hold you, the veil torn before you. He silenced the post of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring, the praise of your glory, for you are raised to life again. Death could not hold you, the veil torn before you, he silenced the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring, the praise of your glory. For you are raised to life again. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. You have no rival, you have no equal, now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory, yours is the name above all names. You have no rival, you have no equal, now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory, yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is, what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ my King. What a powerful name it is, nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. and honor for being who you are that on this day, this resurrection day, death could not hold you. You rose in power to give us life. You having destroyed death, turn around and offer to us freedom and forgiveness. And Lord Jesus, we just give you praise and glory for that. We give you praise and glory for all that you are doing in our lives. We're thankful for you. Amen. Hey, we're really glad you're here today. I just want to say two things and then let you go. First of all, next week we launch a new message series called Extraordinary Lives, Dana. And we are, I look at her because she titled it 
And, and uh, we're looking at uh, what it means to live a normal Christian life by hearing stories from people from our community and biblical teaching around what it means to live an ordinary Christian life that, to be quite honest with you, can be pretty extraordinary. So I'm really excited about this series. Hope you can come back as we start that next week. And also, of course, want to invite you to stay and, and join in the celebration as we eat some great cake together. And I'll probably need a little help from some of the folks to put up the chairs. We might need to tear some of those chairs back down so we have room to mingle, but we'll be able to be able to do that. Listen, as you go today, my hope and prayer is that you would go with on your lips and in your heart this radical, life-changing truth that Jesus is risen. And he goes before you. He sends you. He's with you. And that through us, God's yes to the world is made known palpably in our words and our actions. God's yes to the world is made known through us. Go in the grace of Jesus. He changes everything. God bless you.